everybody, welcome to another episode of B-Roll Podcast, a podcast where we watch sci-fi and sci-fi adjacent movies. Uh, we talk about them, break them down, and then we tell some jokes. I'm one of your hosts, Chris. And I'll be your other host, Anthony. Uh, this is episode three. This movie is Maybe. called Mythica. <laughs> Mythica, a quest for heroes. Yeah, it had a subtitle. Yes. This is our first movie with a subtitle. It is. Which usually implies one of two things. This is a movie in a series of films. Or B, that this movie is going to be really, really good. In this case, I, think... <laughs> I did not know going in, but it actually, uh, you mentioned it being in a series. It was planned as a series from the get-go. Yeah. That's fairly obvious when you watch it with the way it ends. Yeah, that's that's what I was reading on the wiki. Yeah. The Wikipedia, not the Mythica wiki. Oh, God. But there might be one. I don't know. I don't want to <laughs> know. Google, I'm going to Google it. No. Is this an independent film? Is that what you call this? Yeah. It's an independent okay. film. It was kickstarted with less than $100,000. Yeah. Evan Sorbo has lead billing and three <laughs> minutes of screen time. <laughs> I, I Part of that three minutes is like his name on the screen in the title sequence. <laughs> so, Anthony, give me your opinion of this movie. I think that this movie... As a B fantasy movie is a good movie. And I, okay. I, I don't know if you can hear the pain in my voice. <laughs> there, we'll, we'll get more in depth, but there are there are parts that are fantastic and really well done, and there are parts that were extremely difficult to watch for lots of reasons. <laughs> but over overall, if you're a fan of if you if you are a fan of fantasy, it's not a bad watch. It's very easy to get into easy to follow it leaves you it leaves a little bit of world a little bit of mystery as far as what's going on in the world because that's not the point point is that it's a character story it doesn't get bogged down by typical fantasy tropes and whatnot overall i think it deserves the 5.8 on imdb that's perfect <laughs> above average not great i will disagree i think imdb got it wrong i think this movie is a six uh <laughs> i think it's a solid six for the most part i agree with you i really enjoyed this movie do you know, obviously we've played Dungeons and Dragons together. You've played Dungeons and Dragons. I don't Lots think of people that's, ever, Dungeons and Dragons. that's never happened. I've never. Yeah, we did. I've never played Dungeons and Dragons. That's, <laughs> don't, that's don't nerd stuff. That's nerd <laughs> stuff for the nerds, man. That's not. Nah, man. You played a Minotaur named Bruce who had psionic powers and was like a tank, but he didn't have a shield. He just had a, I think he hmm. just had a big axe. Doesn't ring a bell, but carry on, just carry on. Whatever. In the Dungeons and Dragons mythology, there's Faerun, the Forgotten Realms universe, which is the most popular one. But there's other spin-off versions, and one of them is called Dragonlance. I really like Dragonlance. Not a whole lot of people like Dragonlance. That's not important. That's what this movie's like intellectual property, like the story itself. It's just good, not popular media. There's some scenes when I laughed out loud at the ridiculousness, or we'll talk about the effects sure later on but i liked it i thought it was a good movie and there are there are four sequels i'm eager to watch the second one in like four months when (laughs) (laughs) we have to do another episode let's go ahead and just roll off the plot unless you got anything left you guys say no no go right right ahead we start off this movie with some it's a raid yeah and media res there's two groups there's a bunch of people wearing black clothing and carrying swords and there's a bunch of people wearing white clothing and not carrying any weapons so we understand this is like a raid classic black hat (laughs) white hat old school western yeah 
We know exactly who these people are. We cut to a guy with a fabulous beard. Fabulous. I thought it was great. I'm growing my beard back out because since quarantine's kind of ending, like I had to trim it all off for Corona. Mm. So I'm growing it back out. Immediately jealous of this dude. He hands this, he hands a, a, a girl, a woman. Well, he like digs around a little bit and pulls like a small pouch. And he says, take the stone to the paladin at Sung Hill in uh, 3022. We t- I talked about how my, my wife watches movies with subtitles on. So I watch movies with subtitles on. It's a compromise. Mm-hmm. They misspelled Paladin in the subtitles. They spell it <laughs> capital P-A-L-L-A-D-I-N. Huh. That's not on purpose? I don't know. <laughs> for, for me, I, when I think of Paladin, I think of like a class in most role-playing games and in the storytelling aspect like would be Lancelot. Like sure. when you think of a Paladin, you think of Lancelot a knightly man devoted to God. and Well, they say paladin again later in the movie. Is it spelled differently? Yeah. No, it's spelled the exact same. Huh. I thought that was fun. Like that might be a dude or a woman. Paladin might be a person. Now they, they say the paladin. So I don't know. Interesting. That's adding a layer that I uh, didn't, <laughs> wasn't expecting to. Oh yeah. Anyways. This movie's an onion, bro. There is an ogre involved. Yes. Oh, I can't wait to get to the ogre. She runs, like, she takes off, and she sees another girl. With a stick. And the girl's name, yeah. yeah. And she says, she calls her Tila. So we have our first named character, Tila. Tila is dressed the same. She has a staff. And then the bearded man who handed the girl who isn't Tila the stone, he's killed by a bald man. Yes. Who uses, like, magic. You know, sucks the life out of him. It looks like yeah. neat little, neat little blue effect. This is our, I guess you would consider our third thing that we immediately know. There's good guys. There's bad guys. A person's name is Tila, and magic is in this world. Yes. Okay. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> they run out of the cave, and there's like a battle sequence. I guess you could say it looks more like a massacre. The uh, people in does it white. Though- they don't appear to be defending themselves or not very good at it. I don't know if you noticed. No one got hit. They were running past each other. So this action scene, I'm I'm air quoting action. No one <laughs> swings a sword. No one falls down. They're just running around creating a ruckus. There's no actual fighting involved. In, Look at man, all. We, <laughs> we don't have the budget to be filming dude's fake dying on screen okay oh that's too much we need to use these costumes for four more movies we can't (laughs) can't afford for them to get scuffed (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i i have i have something about the costumes later on so they've run out into the battle and then the berserker from gears of war shows up (laughs) did you notice that the first th- well it was the second thing i thought of I, I immediately thought of cave troll from uh fellowship of the ring and, yeah. and then okay. berserker from gears of war <laughs> so the one named tila gets knocked over by this ogre well we don't see her get knocked over this ogre clumsily swings its cgi arm the next shot is of this girl falling down on the ground yes. she says run tila and then the uh we get the movie title 
Yeah. Nice little start. I like it. Sets a sets a little bit of a conflict. Yeah. He introduces one of the main characters, not the main protagonist, but one of the main characters. And like you said, establishes some stuff about the world. There's good guys. There's bad yeah. guys. There's this giant uh, ogre. <laughs> now, they haven't called it an ogre yet, so it's unclear right. what, what it is. I mean, it's a giant yeah. creature. It is a, it is a very large humanoid. Yeah. <laughs> Like I said, I would have I would have thought it was a troll. Yeah, and there's there's magic. Apparently not the also, good guys, but the the bad guys they got magic. It also kind of looked like the abomination from the uh, Ed, the Eddie Norton Hulk movie. Mm, no, 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 yeah, no spikes involved though. Yeah, yeah. but just a big yeah hulky gray thing. Yeah, with the same five animations. Yes. <laughs> we cut to a room. We uh we we appear to be in. You'd think it'd be a kitchen. Because there's a bunch of herbs, or mm-hmm. herbs, mm-hmm. herbs, laying around. We kind of get the sense that it's maybe a laboratory or a lab. We get some herbs, a nice view of a mortar and pestle, and then a gnarly-looking foot. Gnarly <laughs> like is the way to describe that, yes. Gnarled and very gross. Ew. I mean, is this leg cancer? Is that is that essentially what I, it is? I don't think it's leg cancer. I don't think leg that's what cancer is a thing. I mean, you get cancer in your leg. I don't think you call it leg cancer. Yeah. Right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, is that what it is? Does this girl have, like, cancer in her leg messed up? I don't I don't think so. I think it's just, it's probably just a birth defect or an old mm. injury that didn't heal Possibly. right because, you know. There's no medicine? There's no, <laughs> yeah, there's no modern medicine. This girl is mixing all of the um, ingredients together. The girl with the leg. Yes. Another person shows up. It's a boy or a young man. They immediately imply that what they're doing is bad. We should. Well, he says this is wrong. So is there a dip? So in the difference between wrong or bad, wrong is when it's against the rules. Correct. Bad is when you're doing a bad thing. This girl isn't doing a bad thing. We find out she's trying to be a magician or a wizard. That's why it's wrong and not bad. He assists her like she kind of guilt trips him into doing it or like convinces him. They're making a spell. What did you think of the spell? It was pretty cool. Neat little CGI effects, real basic stuff. I wrote here that it was, because I, 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 it's not an apparition, but she like creates something in smoke. I don't know what that's called. Like an illusion? Yeah, it's an illusion. <laughs> a snake. And then there's an explosion. Pow. Yeah, doesn't go well. We find out this girl's name is Merrick, by the way, in this scene. So we have a Tila and a Merrick. <laughs> and th- I have in here that a big tooth man. <laughs> That's all I have in here is Big Tooth Man shows up. Well, he has he has the hillbilly teeth. You buy it at a truck stop. <laughs> like, imagine what these teeth could do to like an apple. Probably not much, man. <laughs> they look soft. Guy isn't this eating hard n- food. <laughs> this guy appears to be a real a real jerk. He claims that Merrick is not worth the gruel he pays to feed her yeah oof yeah <laughs> it's pretty wow. dehumanizing i mean it's quickly find out that both merrick and the, the boy helping her are slaves or indentured servants yes. of some some kind yeah essentially he gets mad at her oh by the way so after the explosion happens this guy is like all we hear is him yelling off screen or all that's all we get is him yelling off screen and his name is vagamal Vagamal, V-A-G-A-M-A-L. That's what it says in the subtitles. His name is never actually said out loud. I, w- I watched it twice, so. Oh, good. <laughs> he tells Egan, 
the the young lad to uh, take something in a pouch to the wizard and get some money for it or get coin from the wizard. And she's like, no, I'll do it. But before like she takes off, there's a line where it's like, I don't want to trouble with the guards. Like he says that out loud. And then Egan's like, if they catch you af- out after first watch, they'll hunt you down and hang you. <laughs> like, yep. Wow. Okay. Harsh. This is serious. <laughs> she, uh, but she takes the risk. She doesn't want to be there with Vagamal, jerk man. So she goes into town. Everyone just looks at her a lot. Like she, she catches a lot of looks as she's hobbling around with her cane. Was well, well, her you say a crutch? Yeah, it's a crutch. Yeah, no, yeah I, I don't think sorry. they're used to seeing it. She stands out. There's like some really bad green screen. Oh, yeah. When uh, she's walking down, and there's like a poster that says like witches and something. Witches and demons. Yeah, but it's like fuzzy, and you can like see it glitch out when someone walks in front of it. I was like, okay, it, I didn't catch that on the first watch. Yeah, so. the whole the whole back the whole backdrop was green screen or CGI of some sort. Pretty neat. We get the the first second of Kevin Sorbo's extensive screen time, whereas it turns out he's a like this is the wizard. He, uh, oh, in the promo, like when he was doing um, interviews, you know, trying to advertise the movie before it came out, he compared his character junkets, to yeah. uh, Gandalf. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> Imagine if Lord Gandalf of the Rings started, where the first time Gandalf shows up is in the the dwarven mine and then dies from the the Baylor. <laughs> shows up. Hey guys. <laughs> Dead. The Balrog. Just murks him right Balrog, there. not yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh sorry, Kev. I'd you can't you gotta take that one back. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta be like, I was wrong about this one. So he asked her if uh she cast the spell or if she had successfully cast the spell, whatever. And she says, Yeah. And he asks her, What did you see? And she says, an uh, eagle? That was not an eagle. There was an eagle. <laughs> I did not, uh, no, I don't think it was an eagle. It was a bird of I some saw, kind. Like, I thought it was just like Pac-Man. <laughs> I thought it was just like a... What if she I don't had know, like said a... Pac-Man right then? What showed up? Pac-Man. What? The f- <laughs> what? I, just, I don't think it looked like an eagle. It's, it's my opinion. Anyways, she's like, can you heal my leg? And he's like, no, I'm not a person of faith. Or he says, magic, he says, I'm not a holy man. And then he says, magic is a, it's a knowledge of understanding, not of faith or something to that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, kind of differentiates. Yeah. Now we learn that there's a divine magic in this world. And then he's like, yo, hand me that stack of parchment. And then they walk over to the fireplace and he hands her, he's like, this is my displacement spell. And then he just throws the rest of them in the in the fire. Yep. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, He's maybe she a... could have used that, Kevin. <laughs> maybe there's Look, a spell in that list of spells that turns things into sheep. <laughs> don't don't you go second guessing Mr. Sorbo and his decision making skills. Maybe there's a polymorph. He finishes he finishes writing something down. And he takes everything he's written and he throws it in the fire. You don't question a wizard's ways. 
I just, for me, when it comes to wizardry, I've always just assumed that the way you cast your magic is by preparing your spells. So why would you get rid of all your spells that you 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 can't memorize them all? That's impossible. No wizard could memorize all those spells. That's why they have a spell book. Uh, you're <sighs> assuming he has a spell book. I am assuming because I never saw one. Or I'm assuming he doesn't because I never saw one. Because he burned all of his spells in he the fire. He did burn all of his spells in the fire. <laughs> and then he leaves. He rolls. He, he rolls out. He's like, I, I got to leave. People are getting too greedy around here, too power hungry. He's, he's Do you think he's talking of, about her? Uh, no, because he gives her some <laughs> advice and says, I'll meet you again. I think he's just in general afraid of being used Fair enough. for his knowledge. Yeah. So he's, he's just maybe, cowarding out is what's happening. Maybe he knows about the raid on the temple. Maybe he scried that or something. And he doesn't want to be he doesn't want to be part of what's going down. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. He's sure. Running. He gives some he gives some advice and then he leaves. Tells her how to yeah, become he, an adventurer. He says go to an inn on the edge of town or out out of town and ask for a hammerhead. Yes. And she's like, No, I can't I, I can't do that. Like I'll never be able to to do that. I can't. And then he, nah, man, you got to do it. <laughs> I thought this was a pretty cool scene. We get like our first real, excuse me, I don't want to call it like a plot hook, but we essentially get our first like real look into this character where we know she has a bum leg. Everyone looks at her cross. They treat her like she's trash. And this guy's like, no, you're a fighter. You got to, you got to go. Yeah. I thought it was pretty neat. As Gandalf saw in Frodo before him. Yeah. <laughs> he's like he's like the obi-wan of this movie he is yes he's the obi-wan but it's even less screen time than obi-wan <laughs> does that make her she, luke or uh, don't, never uh, don't answer me don't answer me i don't want, i don't want to talk about it uh <laughs> she's like jtro no no uh, no <laughs> just kidding she leaves his shop and she is accosted by a group of men wearing extras outfits from game of thrones sure sure these people just look like typical they look like they lived in king's landing they look a little better off they're just very like hoity-toity and this guy uh, essentially assaults her yeah she gets called a whore which is very very rude very rude sir she uh, leaves her mark she fights back she doesn't take it he gets some what would be cool scars if it wasn't from like a an assault? <laughs> you know, it was if from you had any other situation, like, like an eagle, you know, or like you know, anything but this. There's like a drunken guard kind of. We assume he's drunken because he's like laying. He's sitting on the ground against the wall with like a bottle in his hand. That is, that those <laughs> are exactly all the telltale signs. <laughs> Sleeping in an alley. He, sta- he stands up and. <laughs> I've never been there, bro. I don't know. I mean, I'm, me, me neither. Me neither. <laughs> he stands up and like kind of intervenes. He throws his sword. Yes, he threw it. Best action sequence of the entire movie, <laughs> right here. It, it, nothing else matches. He throws the sword at one of the dudes. Just gets him right in the chest. And then just shields bashes, shield bashes, and punches the next guy. Yeah. Just, and, and this is this is his one true contribution <laughs> to this movie. <laughs> and I'll we'll, we'll point out that 
this character, the warrior, he's cannon fodder for the rest of the film, but right here, he saves her from her would-be assaulters. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a he's a man of he's a drunken soldier or guardsman or what have you. But he has some some sort of moral code he's trying to yeah. follow. Well, he's wearing like a uniform and his shield has like the has an emblem. The emblem on him mm-hmm. that's emblazoned on there was like on a flag. Oh, I didn't catch was it was walking around. I didn't catch market. it was on that same flag. Yeah. So we just assume that this dude's like a guardsman. Makes sense. She actually does her own bit of fighting. Yeah. She gets away from this guy who said that he that he was gonna buy her and make him one of his make make her one of his girls. This guy's like a pimp. Yeah. Scum. Absolute scum. I mean, everyone's got to have a job, but scum. She's been called a few uh, derogatory names and terms and what have you, and I get that they're mm-hmm. trying to. I mean, they do a very. It does a very very good job of establishing that her character is treated as or uh, considered less than human. Right, for whether she's, slave, she, yeah. whether she's yeah because she's a slave and or a woman and or both yeah it's kind of an uh, it's kind of a cop out it's kind of an easy way to tell who's the good guys who are the bad guys it's like if you watch a period piece from like the 40s or 50s all the good guys aren't aren't racist and all the bad guys are yeah. overly racist you know that that type of type of thing or overly sexist and that type so it's yeah. a very uncomplicated uh, way of telling you who's a good guy and who's not yeah it also kind of feels out of place the whole him being a pimp and trying to sell her to you know or buy her to do the pimp things and and just some of the derogatory terms they're calling her don't they don't feel like they fit the the tone of the rest of the movie and the world of the rest of the movie they're trying to build i thought it was like a morality play yeah we just we need to establish that they're like she's a slave one of the reasons why she has to escape this life of being a slave is because this is how she like she could be bought at any time. It's not by just a man. that her owner or what have you is is treating her badly. It's yeah. that society is treating her badly. She could be bought at bought and sold at any moment and forced into a life like that. Mm. She has to escape. Yeah, I can see that. I, I still feel it didn't quite fit the tone. Sure, it but... was heavy. It was heavy, and it came out. Of, it felt like it came out of nowhere. It was quick. Yeah. Like maybe it could have been something like the people of their world that have disfigurements like her. They're looked down upon because it's like bad magic. Sure. She's a witch. You know, whatever. It doesn't have to be the debasement of her humanity. Right. It, it gets the point across. It pushes the story forward. It establishes what it needs to establish. I just thought it was a little too heavy-handed for compared sure. to the rest of the film. I mean, obviously, there, there's plenty of movies and stories where that would be. 100% appropriate. But okay, I'm I'm willing to be a little off on that. So he helps her run away. Yes. She is walking. Jeez. I didn't mention this earlier, but this is, I actually kept track of the amount of times there's a scene of someone just walking. Mm. This is our third scene. Well, you can't compare yourself to Lord of the Rings and not have scenes with people walking. <laughs> Strictly devoted to walking from point A to point yes. B. There's a checkpoint. There's guards. It's past first watch. Even if she's not trying to escape, she could be caught and killed by the guards. She hides in, t- in a wagon that just happens to be rolling by. I think this is the reason why she gets caught, because she does it in full view. Oh, <laughs> like, yes. there's the guards They're right who are there. looking directly at her, she, getting in this cart. She like, hops in the back <laughs> of a cart with some hay. <laughs> <sighs> 
we get a, a a very weird and kind of gross scene with a uh, roguish man. Yes. And we know he's roguish because he's wearing black. Oh, he uh, talks slightly. Got, he has a grin. He's got a mustache and there's guitar music. <laughs> like every time he does something, it's like a, a, a riff or a, he has or a, a strum. He has a theme. Come on. Yeah. This dude's like a poor man's, not even a poor, this guy's like a homeless man's cousin's Zorro. That's like what he's supposed to be. A man dressed uh, in black. A little a little bit more of a womanizer, I think. Just, I don't just know, a little bit. I mean he gropes I her know. in the hay. Yeah. That's what, I said, like, that's what I was talking about. Gross. Like, ugh. I don't think Zora would do that. So I imagine not. I don't know if this is like a a trope, but it makes sense. Like this is how guards would check wagons. Like there wasn't a dog think it sniffing out the drugs. You think or it makes a sense? mirror. What? That a guard would just stab a They've got, they've got, they don't even, like, sorry, so the hay is not even piled up. There's a wagon, the hay fills, like, the bottom three inches of the wagon, the people are on the rest of it, they stab it. We get to see how how quick the rogue guy is, because he's moving her and him around to avoid the stabbings. Mm -hmm. They make it past the checkpoint. So, first of all, why wouldn't he just lift the flap and look at the hay? Okay, let's let's pretend that he didn't realize he thought it was full of hay or whatever. <laughs> Maybe he couldn't. Maybe it was tied down. They get past the checkpoint, and the rogue guy just hops out right away. Not he doesn't wait ten minutes. Yeah, he hops out, and the guards start chasing him. If he was gonna get chased by the guards, why didn't he just hop out to begin with? The uh, and then. She lifts up the flap from the inside. So the flap is loose. The the covering, the canvas covering is completely loose. There is absolutely no reason for the guard to have stabbed anything except for except to show that that this other character is dexterous. And then she immediately gets caught by a guard because she's peeking out. She shouldn't have peeked out and whoever the rogue guy is kind of sold them both out. He saved her life and then it was like, I'm out. You get this next yeah. one. Twelve seconds later. The scene was ridiculous. I get it, it conveyed what it needed to convey about the characters and push the story ahead. But gosh, did it do it in such a just bad way? I want to call it bad. Yeah, no, this was a terrible scene. It's beyond like, cheesy. It, it's not even cheesy bad. It's just bad. I laughed out loud at the scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the reason why the guards stabbed the hay is because he's doing the bare minimum. I guess. He's like an old guy. This guy's like the Walmart greeter. He's just like, oh, he's another <laughs> cart. Walmart uh. greeter. This guy's barely on the payroll. He's a he's mall cop. Got a job. Yeah. yeah, that's why he doesn't lift it. <laughs> but I think no. lifting it is less effort than unsheathing your sword, lifting it above your head. All right. I, I don't know. I don't know. It was ridiculous. I have it down here. Like, uh, like he just leaves and gets chased for no reason <laughs> through the woods, like right next to the <laughs> checkpoint. <laughs> like, and it looks like he gets caught. <laughs> Like guards are right to. behind this dude. Yeah. And he he's like running in the thick knee high snow. Like why? <laughs> just, I don't know. Because I don't know. They, they had the camera where they had it and they needed to get the shot, man. But but why but he's running back towards the checkpoint. That's the part that doesn't make any sense. It's be, perpendicular. It'd be, it's perpendicular. It'd be different if he got out and then immediately ran forward. But no, he runs the opposite. I don't know. He's this, this uh, is dumb. It was I, real dumb. It, it, was, it was dumb. We learned uh, yeah, more then, things. We learned more things. But yes, it was dumb. And then she's just hanging out with the tarp open. Like, what are you doing, girl? This you is her first time down. being a stowaway. Yeah. 
I don't know. She does it poorly. She starts it poorly. Yeah, come on. But I mean, we we saw that the guards were incompetent. They didn't lift the canvas. They didn't notice her thirty feet away climbing into. There <laughs> were no. It wasn't like there was a crowd and she ducked into it. It was her and the cart. They looked. They saw both. Then they looked again. Just saw a cart. Where did the girl go? It's a giant field, and she's on. She's got a crutch. No, your guard didn't care. Yeah, she gets caught, and she's like due to incompetence. <laughs> Everyone in the scene was incompetent. Uh, what's in your wagon? Hey, no, no, it's not hay in that dang wagon. Man. This guard takes her back to her owner, Vagamel. I, and I have over here, Vagamel is very reminiscent of Gargamel. Who's Gargamel? From the Smurfs. Like the guy who's trying to catch the Smurfs. You're right. Oh, it like is. It's, it's him. It's, they should have got that guy to play him in the movie. <laughs> Vagamel tosses a coin purse to this guard. He runs off, or he rides off. He doesn't go anywhere because he's a guard. Vagamel just goes ham on her. He, like, shoves her to the ground and starts beating her with his belt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lazily. Yeah. <laughs> Egan is, like, watching from the door. We kind of get the sense that Egan is, you know, he's a coward. Yeah. He's just a coward. He just doesn't have it in him. And that's okay. Not everyone can be a hero. That's the point. And then she, I guess she just has enough. Her eyes go black. Very cool. She just essentially just drains the life force from this person. Kind of similar to the way that the guy did it in the opening sequence. Kind of similar. Almost exactly the same. (laughs) And she also absorbs some of Egan's life. Yes. Collateral damage. She's what you would call a necromancer because she uses the power of life to cast her spell. Yeah. So she bails. She's killed her master, so now she's going to be hunted down and killed because she's a slave. She didn't kill him. I mean, she drained his life force. Yeah, he was he was breathing, and and I know that it could no. we could be saying because it's because the way it is and all this, but he was like exaggeratingly breathing. It was very very obvious that she didn't actually kill him. Oh, I mean, I, I assume that she killed him. No, no. If he was supposed to be dead, he could have tried so much harder. And I've lost respect for the actor. <laughs> I don't know how much respect I had to begin with, but I, I would have I would lose some if he was supposed to have been killed. Fair enough. Before she leaves, though, Egan gives her a leg brace. How nice. Thanks, Egan, for not stopping our master from beating you to death. <laughs> this is our fourth scene of someone just walking from point A to point B. She passes by the guard that saved her. She like recognizes him. I think she does. He rec- or at least he recognizes her. No, I guess she recognizes him. Yeah. yeah. But they don't. She doesn't help him. Rude. Well, she passes. So she passes by, and he's hanging. He's not hanging. Sorry, he's in a cage. He's in a crow's crow's nest. Crow's nest. Yes. I don't. I I don't know enough to argue with you. So I assume that you're correct. I, no, I, I think that's what they call it. Crow's nest. Yeah, but I think it was kind of a jerk move not to help him. Yeah, it's kind of rude. She makes it to the inn, which is called Hammerheads. We walk in, or as she's walking in, everyone's kind of staring at her. I don't think it was necessarily because she was limping. She was very out of place. They were like, what is this person doing here? Like, she's not one of us. She's not an adventurer. What's she doing here? There's a bunch of different adventurers in here. I guess is what this is. This is an inn where adventurers go to, like, do jobs. Kind of like the bar from uh, Deadpool. It's the first thing I thought of was the bar from Deadpool. Same. They, uh, they had the bounties I, up on the chalkboard, the whole nine yards. They, we see a couple different things. We see um, an orc, a Medusa head. And then a fight breaks out between a guy wearing a humongous eye patch. <laughs> Very large eye patch. At first, I thought it was like some kind of like maybe this dude was blind and it was like a 
like just to protect his face when he's fighting because you can't see but no it like his head turns and you see it's an eye patch it's, it's kind of stupid <laughs> i don't know I, I i didn't like i didn't like the choice i didn't like the choice so he pulls a knife the guy with the eye patch for his troubles he gets his head chopped off by a hand axe that was thrown sideways yes and you cannot throw a hand axe like that <laughs> and you're not no, I, th- I think that's impossible. Are you? I mean, you'd have I'm, to be I'm, incredibly strong. Sorry, Chris. In order to, are you a dwarf? I'm not a dwarf. I wish I then was a dwarf. How How would you know what the dwarf is capable of? That's fair. Especially that's, a that's dwarf what I was saying. Called Hammerhead. Maybe he's extremely strong and he's able to make things bypass the laws of physics that I can provide. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It makes sense to me. It makes sense to me. I don't know why you're getting hung up sure. on this. I mean, it's just as someone who can accurately <laughs> throw a hand axe up to 30 feet, that's not how that works. But anyways, I digress. Now, I could kill a man at 10 yards with a hand axe. This one. Well, I can do it. We'll edit that out. <laughs> Again, I watch movies with subtitles on. He says, no Viking blades. The subtitles say Viking. Oh. But I believe what he's actually saying is Viking. Yes. Because every well. every other instance in the movie, it is called it's Viking. Interesting. Like someone even someone even says out loud, "Fike." <laughs> so this is like a frack from Battlestar, yeah. right? Or Frell from Farscape. Yeah, she somehow makes it to the bar. She has a knife. I don't know where she got the knife. Did didn't she get it from the pimp? Oh, maybe. Yeah. I watched. I watched. Like I said, I watched it twice. I don't um, know. And I still don't know where she got the knife from. Anyways, she like slams it on the bar to get his attention. And she's like, I need a job. And he's like, go see some person. And then she looks over her shoulder at a mass of people. <laughs> like, we have no idea who she's supposed to be looking for. And uh, she's like, I want a bounty. And he gets ready to kick her out. And he also, uh, and then uh, Tila shows up, the girl from the beginning of the movie. She is, I guess what you would call traditionally beautiful. Mm. She's a beautiful woman. And her smoky eyeshadow is on fleek. I just want to point that out. I know a lot about makeup. Well, I don't know a lot, but I... I know a little bit about makeup because my wife watches makeup videos on the internet. Sounds like you watch makeup videos on the internet. No, I do because my wife watches I, them. It sounds like you're sitting in your free time and watching makeup, you know, but it's okay. You should own hey man, that it's part of yourself. It's 2020. You is gotta, it? You got you to get moving. Her eyeshadow, I know that it is consistent for the rest of the movie. <laughs> she had like an Egyptian thing. A little bit, yeah, a little, a little bit of an Egyptian-inspired thing with the staff and or the eyeshadow. Greek, yeah, like, something, something like that, and ro- uh, dress, I guess. Yeah, that was way too. Kind of that was way too long. She yeah. could not walk without holding the dress up, which is very inconvenient when you're fighting and running from uh, you know, orcs and ogres and yeah. whatnot. Sure. So she beseeches Hammerhead. She wants to put up a bounty, but she doesn't have the money. Apparently, it, it costs gold. Someone has to say, hey, this is my reward, but they have to give it to Hammerhead. That's what I'm assuming. Yes. He's the banker. Yep. Probably takes a cut. Well, I mean, he's a dwarf. He's above such dishonorable actions. No, he simply runs the bar. Uh Uh-huh. He gets the money from the people that come in. I thought it was a pretty good, a pretty funny little uh, back and forth. He asks her how much gold she has. It's just 200 silver pieces. (laughs) He's that's silver's not gold. Yeah. Very straightforward. He says, uh, she's like, but the goddess tells me that my sister is safe. I need some help. And then he kind of like calls her out. Like it kind of, <laughs> he's kind of like a jerk. He's like, who 
wants to chase down an orc band and an ogre to find this girl's sister for only 200 silver oh, pieces. And you it, forgot that she conveniently hasn't brought up the ogre yet. She just mentions the, the orc band. Yeah. <laughs> Whether she's just being naive or is deliberately like, uh, you know, I won't tell them there's an orc at, or an ogre at the end of this. He essentially just gets her to kind of piss off, yep. you know, because she's not taking it seriously, you know. I mean, she's taking it seriously, but she's not taking the business seriously. Right. She doesn't have the resources to do so. Yeah, she doesn't have any money. Uh, And then Merrick says, I'll take that bounty, and then chases after this girl, Tila. But before she does that, she stands up in the middle of the bar, and she's like, I bring the skill of magic. Who will help me? And then she gets kicked out. Like, they physically (laughs) throw her from the establishment. She did sneak her knife back from Hammerhead, though. That was pretty slick. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, she gets literally kicked out. As a, as a man who has thrown people out of a bar, yep. it, it actually can look exactly like that. It's like, that's not a joke. You can, like, sometimes you physically remove them by lifting them off the ground and throwing them out a door. She runs after Tila. People are going to be so confused like, about what you do. I can throw a hand axe <laughs> from 30 yards and kill a man. As someone who's thrown someone out of a bar before, he's not this macho. No, this I, is very, I'm not. It's just selective stories that happen to match what we're talking about (laughs) i've worn a lot of hats man i've had a lot of jobs i've done a lot of things and one of those things i i have done is i've been security at a drinking establishment i've been a bouncer yeah i was there yeah and when i was in the boy scouts i i learned how to throw a hand axe for a, a merit badge yeah and then i taught that class for an entire summer so i'm just i'm just saying i've worn a lot of hats yeah she runs after Tila and she's like, let me get this job. Hire me. Uh, and she's like, I, you can't do this by yourself. She's like, no, I, I, I got a team. I got one. They're just not here. Yeah. Tila's like, uh, well, if, if, if you don't meet me at the Circle of Stones in the morning, then I'm leaving. It looks like old Merrick's got a, she's got to hit up HR. <laughs> she's got to hit it. She's got to find a headhunter. She runs back to where the guard was in his cage, his crow's nest. And she essentially breaks him out. As it turns out, the man who uh, assaulted her was a pimp because he says it out loud. He says, your pimp has some friends within my battalion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he has been incarcerated and is now just like he's he's out there to die. Uh, that's what that's what these were for. They, yeah, they were to, uh, starved to death out there or what have you. This sounds awful. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's a nice little exchange where she is. I'm going to get you out of here. And he's like, what do, what do you want in return? <laughs> Oath? Fealty or something along those lines? And he goes, yeah. eh. Why not? <laughs> His commitment level, I guess that's preferable well, to starving to death. Like, yeah, he he says, "I took an oath once, and all it did was ruin my life." And then she says, "How about a life of dignity?" Mm, yeah, and I think that sparks it in him. Yeah, you know, we don't know anything about this guy other than he's a drunken fool who signed up. He joined the army. You know, we've we've heard this story before in our lifetimes. They they joined the military. It doesn't yes. work out like that. It happens every single day. Yeah. It's it's like any job, except this one is a fantasy world where he was told that he was going to be this great champion. And he's a guard, you know, his name is Thane. We have to have a character like we need to name a character who's like loyal, who essentially like pledges himself Thane. Because <laughs> <laughs> a Thane it's on point. Yes. A Thane is. Uh, is a, a rank of nobility in certain Norwegian and Germanic countries. You can become a thane in Skyrim. Can you? Yeah, you do uh, work with the Jarl, and you get named a thane. Oh, I've never played Skyrim. Oh, I don't. 
I don't know. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Just stop it, sir. Anyways, so she breaks him out. She can't, like she blows off the lock, which I thought was pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, just showing that she could have done it before, but now that she has some hope <laughs> and she, needs, she him, needs him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's the, uh, damning on her character. I just think it's I think it's damning on the plot. Fair enough. I mean, but she didn't she didn't ask him for anything. He did it of his own volition. But I mean that's the whole point of his character. He does the right thing or he tries to yes. do the right thing. Yes. Even if that involves getting <laughs> Never mind. Anyways, he attacks the the two guards and kills them pretty quick. So it's kind of established that he's really good at fighting. Well, we saw that earlier, and he's just he's been starved for a day, and he's like, "Yep, I can yeah. kill these two guys. That's no big deal." Yeah, easily. He needs equipment, like, oh. so it makes sense. And then she's like, "We need a thief." Thane says that I believe there is one coupling with my commanders, which is uh, okay. I chuckled. They go to a tower, and we hear a man and a woman. I mean, this is the reason why this dude gets caught. Their window is open in the middle of the night and there's no other noise and they are letting everybody know what's going on in here. <laughs> My husband will be home soon. <laughs> Come on. That's why you got caught. Oh yeah. Cause you're yeah. Anyways, they convinced this kid to go tell the guards that there's a, you saw a man climb up in a window. So he scampers off. And as it turns out that the, the person engaging in these relations with the, uh, I guess the watch commander's wife, is the man from the cart earlier? Yeah. So because Funny. we get more, we get more guitar music when he's on screen. <laughs> That's how you knew it I'm was just, him. And we get the yeah. oh the theme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. He jumps out of the window. They essentially like strong arm him into working. They're like, you know, we'll help you escape the guards, but you got to work for us. And he's like, what's in it for me? And they're like, you get to split the two hundred silver piece bounty. And he's like, I'll do it. Yeah, he says we'll, we'll give you you know fifty silver pieces. He's like, no, man. He goes, 100. She goes, no, 50. <laughs> he goes, they, they get closer or what have you. And he says, 75. And she goes, fine. And then Fane's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it was a really well timed to see. I like it. It was really funny. Fane just being upset. This guy's going to get paid more than him. This dude's name is Dagan. Egan Dagan. Couldn't think of a name that didn't resemble any of the other ones. No. As it turns out, Tila is a priestess of the Holy Order. For Anaset, it's like it's revealed because they they all arrive at the stones. She explains what the job is. She's like, my temple was attacked by these orcs. My sister was taken by an ogre, and that's what we're, we got to go find them. And Dagon, the newest member of the crew, like tries hitting on this chick or hitting on Tila. Yes, he just like if you just opened a book of like most overused cliches in a movie. Yes. And you landed on the page of a douchey thief in a black trench coat. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's who this guy is. He's yeah. just, he's a jerk. It's kind of a dick. And then Thane himself, you know, he's no, he, he's he's not original. How, how original can you be? But he's like very stoic. Doesn't say a whole bunch because the rogue's like, hey man, women, huh? And uh, <laughs> yeah. Thane's just, he's like, I haven't walked 10 leagues since this blade has been bloodied. <laughs> Like, no, I gotta walk ten leagues to like bloody this blade. Yeah, don't make me uh, run out of patience. Something along yeah. those lines. Thinly veiled threat. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll kill you. That's what he's just. That's what he said. Tila leaves. Thane leaves. And then Merrick looks at him. He's like, ten leagues. Come on, like get it together. <laughs> no, I, I laughed at I laughed at the scene. I thought it was pretty cool. It was good. They do a good job of of showing who the characters are, what their motivations are. 
and their progress yeah. as as it as it goes. Well, the ones that get progress, you know, the main characters. But yeah, Tila, she's a priestess. Her goddess is one of purity, of healing and purity. I think is what she says. So I guess that's why she's like kind of sexualized. Why would you go on an adventure dressed in those robes? Well, I think because, she just like, ran off. That's the only robe she had. I just, you couldn't stop at the merchant. She needs to. Get she a, needed to trim the bottom. Leather, she just you're walking on them the whole time. You know, Ugh. get some bracers. If I mean, if you are required by your goddess to wear the uniform of her order in order for your magic to work, maybe you get a shield. She only has two hundred. <laughs> you know? sil- or yeah, two hundred silver. What are you expecting? I don't know. I don't know. She could done. A, she could have done a better job. We get a a great scene of them walking four abreast. They walk and walk and walk. How far is ten leagues? Uh, a league. What I think a league is eight nautical miles. No, I'm wrong. Why are they? Why are they using nautical distance on the land? It's three miles. They went thirty miles. Yeah, they walked thirty miles. So it's a couple of days. Yeah, we come across the uh, temple where the massacre happened. She's like, people were devoted themselves to my god. Like, and then (laughs) Tegan's like. They got anything we can steal? Yeah. You think they left anything down there? We go get it. <laughs> like right after she said it was all her like dead family or her, yeah, her, her friends her friends and whatnot. Rude. And he's just oh let's let's loot the bodies. It's just your typical murder hobo character. A bit too on the nose. They arrive in a different geographical location. Now there's these like weird stone formations. It looks like it's been, I don't want to say purposely eroded, but it looks like this is a very unique scenery. I thought it was kind of cool. I assumed it was real. Like, that's a real place. I wonder where that is. I want to go look at it. It's a bunch of orcs, or what appear to be orcs. So this is the band of orcs they're chasing. Very Lord of the Rings-ish, you know. Sure. Chasing after some Urukai. Speaking of Lord of the Rings, I felt like there were some, I felt like there were some costume pieces from Fellowship in this, like, sequence. Just got some cosplayers together and we're like, where are all your orc costumes? Yeah. yeah. And there was, there was also like a sword from the movie 300, like the Spartan mm. sword. Well, I mean, it's a Spartan sword. I don't know if you would say it's from that movie. I'm just saying like from particularly. Troy. I'm just saying. I, I saw that and I was like, oh, that was in that movie 300. I don't know what the real one looked like. My apologies. <laughs> it's a sword, man. <laughs> this You you thought this looked cool. I No, I I thought the where, like the geography of the location. Yes. Yes, it was filmed. It was filmed in Utah. Oh, which I, I yeah. like, which makes sense based on where the the people are from or what have you are making the movie. But it was refreshing to have a fantasy movie, not try to look like Lord of the Rings or look like it's in the Highlands in Scotland or, or something okay. like that. It was very, it was just different. Like these are the plains. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. This whole scene gave me a headache. <laughs> oh wait, which part gave you the headache? Um, was it was it a yes all right go go give me the give me options give me options was it a the ridiculous plan that they come up with (laughs) in which he will he will wade in the water neck deep and approach cages and try to break the prisoners out of the cage or after he does successfully and doesn't alert the guard picks up a knife and stabs him in his right in the groin yeah, this essentially Tila says like he's like, What happens if I'm discovered? And she's like, You stab him. Well, first she says, like, I'm well versed in the art of combat or something. And then she's like, You stab him in his groin or whatever. His gut. Um, and he, 
he won't be able to scream. Yep. Because he'll die instantly. Well, that didn't happen, Tila. Uh, Bad had, advice. He, he alerts the guards because he I <laughs> stabs think, him. So I'll say that I think he he didn't. You did what he he was told. Right? He was being a team player, and and the scene is supposed to be in the dead of night. So he's stabbing the guard that could see that he's freed the other person, so he doesn't get found out. It just backfires. Not because yeah. of what he did necessarily, but because he had bad intel. Yeah. It was really Tila's fault. Uh, but yeah. no, it's no, neither sure. neither of those things give me a headache. Oh, are there more options? Is it C? We have a very poorly choreographed fighting scene in which Thane, for a few moments, exercises his fighting prowess. And then gets shot with an arrow. He gets like knocked to the ground. And then Tila like runs in there and just does an awful job of fighting. But she kills... Uh, <laughs> No, sorry. Merrick kills several orcs with a with yeah. a dagger with, yeah. and a bum leg. She was she was very like backstabby. Or was it D when they are surrounded and Thane gets stabbed in the stomach, or he his he gets wounded because like this guy has an axe and he, or a mace of some kind and he bashes him in the yeah. abdomen and wounds him, and then Merrick casts a fireball that knocks everyone around her down. Yeah, like an AOE fire attack. Okay, so which part gave you a headache? What gave me a headache was the awful nighttime filter they used for this entire sequence and the next several scenes afterwards, where it was obviously filmed during the day. And then they, yeah, pretty bad. And then they applied a filter to make it look like it was nighttime. So when we talk about uh, Dagon stabbing the orc, he's literally four feet away from the other orcs, and they're looking around like, what was that noise? Uh, because everyone was told to act like it's the middle of the night, and it was incredibly <laughs> difficult to watch. Uh, it, it literally after the this because this lasts for a while, but halfway through it, I just I had hard I had a hard time looking at the screen. I had a difficult time, and, and this is also I mean I would say this is the last scene in which Thane is useful in any way. Uh, I guess E all of the above. This waiting is the, in the this water. Is the scene where it's just he's just his head is floating by people. And it's at worst, it's like the sun's a little low, and they're just like, oh, "Don't see anybody." We do also see the the necromancer again. Yeah, the bald man. And this is how Merrick finds out that she has necromancer powers, right? She sees mm-hmm. him do the thing with the blue light and sucking the life force. So she's she's learning. We, they've established him as a villain. We'll see him again, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yeah, she like kind of shudders, and she's like. Oh, that like that's me. I yeah. do that. I drain people's life forces. Yeah. The chase is afoot. The orcs are running after them. Yes. Deegan does his best Legolas impression. Shoots a couple arrows at a couple guys. Kills a couple orcs. We think. I don't know. And then <laughs> a huge arrow like spins by and like lands in a, in a tree next to their heads. And this is what I was talking about because this looks like one of those gigantic arrows that that dude shot Boromir with. Hmm. In that fight scene, like that's what I meant, like Lord, of, like discount Lord of the Rings props. Sure. Well, they yes, Kevin Sorbo said it was like Lord of the Rings. So <laughs> fair enough. I will say I did like that because going into like as they were doing their walking scene, I said out loud that that guy only has three or four arrows. Why does he only have three or four arrows? But I was fully <laughs> expecting him to have the the typical movie trope. It's not really three or four. It's like as many as we need. But he actually yeah. only shoots it three or four times and then reaches back for an arrow and doesn't find one. So we establish that, one, he doesn't prepare. 
and two, he can't count to three or four. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> well, because when does he when does he get the chance to to get his quiver with arrows? I think he had it with right? him already. Uh, no, there's no way that he would have a quiver full of arrows waiting neck deep into water because you would get water all over the oh, fletching. Oh, he left the them. You're saying he left them behind at some point. I don't know. Or like maybe know. during the scuffle, there was like a jostling and he only got three of his arrows. I don't know. No, I mean, I he know. had them going in. I'm saying before they even got to the orcs, oh. he only had three or four arrows in his quiver. <laughs> Like I, I, they could only I afford, <laughs> they could only afford so many props, and they yeah, just made that a plot point, which just yeah. gets nice. It's both it's both ridiculous because why does he only have four, and it's good because they actually he didn't shoot his. You know, it's like in those old action movies where they shoot the pistol fifty times. They don't have to, <laughs> you know, they only have to reload when the plot says to reload. Yeah, so they avoided that, which is nice. Yeah. Need some dramatic. Yeah. So. <laughs> my mag, my my pistol fires plot devices. <laughs> uh, His area. I don't have to fires. reload. <laughs> I've got I've got a plot magazine. Essentially, um, they are on. Like I said, they're on the run. Yeah. Thane's like, oh, I know this. I know this place. Let's go up this path. And they arrive in a cave. Pretty cool. Uh, Tila shows that her priestess gives her the ability to heal people by digging her fingers inside of them yeah so she's she's a cleric right that's what we come to find out that's what we assumed the whole time really right i mean but like we didn't she didn't have any magical powers right right. up until this moment so we find out that she's not just a member of some religious organization like she's has Mm. she has the ability to do things because not everyone who's part of a religious organization in a fantasy movie or book has magical powers i'm just saying it makes sense merrick kind of like wanders off because like thane keeps saying tila's name he's like tila tila he calls her beautiful well after being healed yeah Yeah. he's a little delirious is it because she's bothered by that like she finds tila's like beauty like uncomfortable or she just wants to wander off into another part of the cave like maybe she's looking for supplies or something who knows but she does she wanders off and she finds a chest with like a, some jewelry and some clothes and yeah. she finds a um yeah, she, a uh, carving. Yep. What's this carving of Anthony? It's a man and a woman uh, embracing. Yeah. Yeah. And then she Dean wanders says uh, she wanders into the cave and finds the the chest the loot at the end of the cave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, why didn't Dagan was like, "Oh, snap, treasure." <laughs> uh <laughs> He reveals that it's a it's a smuggler's cave. It's where when you know they'd be smuggling on the main road, they need to like leave goods off for you know their other criminal friends. That's where you put it. But they're mostly forgotten now. No one uses them anymore. Apparently, mm-hmm. Dagan's like, well, you know, your sister wasn't there. That's not my problem. Where's my money? Fair enough. And then Tila's like, I I don't have any money. And he's like, you said you had money, and she said, no, I promised two hundred silver pieces. That we will get, you know, when we complete the job. And then she drops the fact that there's an ogre. <laughs> so now now Deegan is, or Dagan, is even more upset and leaves. 
he thinks that risking his life isn't worth the money that she's offering. Oh, especially because she doesn't have any. any. Yeah. 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 Typical, yeah, man, I'll pay you Tuesday for hamburger today. You gotta wait a week to get paid? Nah. Uh, I am not about that. Dagan, like, he brings up some interesting points with Tila. Talks about how, like, she's like, the goddess, you know, will guide us. The goddess, you know, will provide. And he's like, I don't care about your goddess. Don't push your religion on me. We had a deal and you broke it. Which we get a lot of, we get a lot of doubt from Dagan. But he's like, he's roguish. You know, he lives life on the edge. He believes in the ability of his own skills. He doesn't believe in the the organized religion. Merrick tries to go after him. He's like, nah, man, you got to get out of here. But she stays. We get a a scene change to where she's practicing a spell. And apparently that spell is the displacement spell that Kevin Sorbo gave her. Because she actually manages to teleport the pot or the kettle from the steps into a wall. (laughs) It's like, well, she got some practicing to do. Yeah, yeah. Mistakes are bound to happen. Yeah, it's her first try that we've seen. Yeah, Tila sees this and they have their own little kind of talk. Merrick's like, can you heal my leg? And Tila's like, she's like, the goddess provides me with a healing if the person's heart is pure. She tries to heal Merrick's leg. Spoilers, it doesn't work. (laughs) You get like... (laughs) Over an hour in. Uh, Spoilers, by the way. (laughs) And a set, like, we get an interesting scene of, like, a, I guess vignettes is what these are called, with a, a golden filter and a, a bunch of, like, several different owls. We zoom in on, a like, a woman, a very attractive woman, apparently. Like, she's implied that she's beautiful, yes. um, has feathers and, like, owl jewelry. I guess she says no, and Tila can't heal Merrick's leg. And she's like, this, this is a sign of punishment from the gods. You know, I can't heal this. I don't think she says punishment. She's been marked. Oh, yeah. Like a yeah, reminder, right. something along those lines. It was not a punishment. It was like, it's a mark to remind you of like the the darkness in your heart or something like that. Mm-hmm. Which and Merrick like, does not take well. Yeah, she's like, I'm not evil, man. I'm just here to do good. She throws her leg brace in the fire. Oh, by the way, this leg brace, like, every time someone meets her and she's wearing this leg brace, they're like, what's that on your leg? Yeah. <laughs> like, like the, happens, the, like the slave boy that she lived with at the beginning of the movie literally invented the leg yeah. brace. But yeah, everyone, it's like a thing. Guess what? What? We get some more walking. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Tila explains to Thane her backstory. She's like, my sister was called by the goddess and I left home to j- join my sister because my dad was going to use me in some kind of arranged marriage in his business interests. She's like, I ran away because I didn't want to live that life. Merrick's like in the back and she's like kind of getting resentful. Right. Tila chose this life. She had a chance at privilege. And I think Thane even touches on it. He says, you know, who wouldn't want a life of luxury or something like that or a a life of that status? And Merrick didn't choose this. She was, I don't know if she was born a slave. I don't know if she was born and then her parents found out about her leg and sold her into slavery because they didn't want to bother raising her. Uh, We don't know. Maybe we'll find out in the next couple of movies. But I guess she's well, like, there's, there's, we're going to find out in the next couple of movies. <laughs> I mean, probably uh. not. <laughs> <laughs> I have no expectations, but maybe they'll touch on it. Anyways, they find a big footprint on the ground. It's the ogre's footprint. And Thane's like, this is deeper. He was running. She's like, what for? 
And then Thane says, what from? What is, what is this ogre running from? Why is it running? We get a nice little jump cut. Merrick finds D- uh, Dagon's dagger. And she's like, we gotta find him. And Tila's like, why? The way that he he left us. We don't have to find him. It's not our responsibility. And she's like, yeah, it is. We gotta find him. Like, just because your goddess doesn't think it's a good idea to find our friend, we need to find out what happened to him. Yeah, if, did, that, did that feel a little out of character for Tila at that point? I mean, she had she had beseeched this person. I desperately need your help. My sister has been captured. I, I The only thing I can offer you is 200 silver. Please help me. And when he agrees to it and then backs out. Yeah, I could see why she'd be angry, but... She's... She doesn't have a whole lot of respect for Dakin. Sure. I don't know. Okay. It, it felt a little out of character. I, I, get, I get her motivations, and maybe she's becoming a little hard-edged as, as it goes, but I like that Merrick stood up and... Yeah, she's like, we don't, yeah. you know, we don't need your gods, or maybe we don't want to hear about your goddess, whatever. And then there's more walking, and they hear like a howl in the woods. They roll up on some weird looking beast. Now, I don't necessarily think that this is very good CGI, but I, I was really impressed by the look of this thing, even though yeah. it was white. <laughs> like, no color. Not a lot of color on the ogre either. No, it, it's just what it was like kind of a big wolf with spikes growing out of it. Yeah, I had like I, I have down here a hellhound. Was that a hellhound? Maybe. Maybe. I always thought of hellhounds like breathing fire or brimstone sure. or sulfur, that type yeah. of thing. Or like I, have, I also have spiky wolf boy. Spiky wolf boy. Yeah. One of the two. They get chased and Thane keeps shouting out like, we got to get to a clearing. We got to get to a clearing so we can face it. And then they pass three or four clearings. <laughs> <laughs> and then we we catch an interesting shot where like I think it's Merrick she's running the beast is right behind her and it gets picked up by a, the ogre's arm and then you hear it like whining <laughs> and I think I think the subtitles say crunch <laughs> they finally reach a clearing and they turn around to face the ogre the berserker comes bundling or bumbling into this clearing knocks over Thane I think twice like he's yeah what's this guy doing and it was like a weird moment where like he pushes teal and he's like run away uh and then he gets knocked over by the ogre and but then she runs back to him and she gets captured and it was kind of like why is thane only trying to make sure teal gets away why isn't he looking out for merrick what's up well merrick had already run off right into the woods i think she was like still in the clearing so the ogre uh he catches them teal and thane and nighttime arrives and merrick is sitting at a fire and she has Tila's like amulet which has an owl on it and she prays and prays and prays to the goddess Aniset to like help me I failed I'm trying to I want to rescue my friends and Aniset's like nope literally like holds her hand out and then turns away from her yeah she's like Krom from the Conan like Mm. mythology is like this all this powerful god that doesn't help you got to do it yourself and the only time I'll give you my help is when you is when you take it. But I guess, yeah. uh, I don't know, I guess uh, she couldn't do it. And she like throws it down and she's like, to hell with the gods. And then ultimately decides that she's going to chase after that ogre. And we get another walking scene. Walking, walking, walking. <laughs> so this next scene, she finds an orc camp and she sees Dagon tied up. Tell me about this scene. What did you, what did you like? What did you dislike? Well, they they very much look like Urukai in this scene. 
<laughs> more than all of the others. Fair enough. Dagon has got a mouth on him, so he's in character and in good spirits. I like the. Uh, I, I liked it. the The CGI worked really well in this scene. She cast a. She cast a spell. She prepares a spell in a little ball of cloth and, and different materials inside of it, wrapped up and tied up, and she throws it or rolls it into their fire, and it causes a huge snakehead to come out and start terrorizing everybody. And it's probably it's probably because it is actually being filmed at night, but the CGI actually is probably the best CGI in the movie. Yeah. Um, it looked really, really good. She walks over. She's untying him. I, I liked the little bit of humor with, I'm sorry, I'm concentrating as she's trying to stare and keep like with one hand keep the snake summoned with the illusion going or what have you yeah she's like i gotta concentrate <laughs> and he's like yep yep you're good nice little quips yeah so she, like she sees a snake on the ground and yes. then like i thought that was cool she's like hey wait a minute snake i could make an illusion of a snake i just want to touch on it i thought that the magic in this movie was like cool like it was interesting seeing like yeah verbal somatic material like components of spells like it wasn't just a an innate yeah kamehameha or like uh bless Uh, you know what i'm saying like yeah yeah. because that's magic but that's a different type of magic like that's a besides the necromancy kind of life training magic everything else that everyone does has implements mm-hmm. which kind of keeps it balanced yeah she can cast a fireball but it takes preparation it takes a little yeah, bit of time gotta, she gotta pour the thing in her hand and throw it up so she rescues dagon and she's like we gotta go we gotta rescue the others and he's like why she's like because they're my friends and i don't have many <laughs> she's like and you don't have many either he kind of shames her or she kind of shames him guilt into helping trips him. guilt trips yeah, him she's yeah. like you ran off this is your problem too. You agreed to the deal, blah, blah, blah. They walk some more. We arrive at, it was a really cool, like, I thought this was a really neat scene. The the scenery, like the other scene with the orcs, where I thought that like where they were was cool. There's like some like stone huts. And you said this is filmed in Utah? Yes. So were those like Native American huts that are still standing? I don't know. That's kind of cool. Maybe. They find the ogre mound. That's another fantasy trope. Ogres burrow into or they find a cave and hide out in the cave do the cave entrance remind you of anything like the back to the future cave <laughs> no no it, it, the first thing i thought of was the cave from monty python and the holy grail uh. it looked <laughs> but from but from the opposite from the left side of the right it looked i swear it looked identical i need to look it up um hold on <laughs> see yep okay is this the ogre cave Almost there. Okay, yeah, I see it. I see it. Okay, it's fair. It's the first thing. I was just like, what What are they doing in Monty? Is there a... Uh, Look was... at the bones, man. The bones. <laughs> they. She's like, we got to go in there. And he like, he's like, your plan's crazy. And then he kisses her. Great she's line. Like, what was that? He's like, what was that for? He's like, I might be falling in love. He's like, uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe falling in love. Uh, it maybe, runs off. You know. <laughs> it's perfect. This is his second instance of unwanted touching. Like this dude's a little, crazy. I don't think I'm gonna. I'm gonna say that this is not an instance of unwanted touching. They've had a few close calls. He catches her off guard. He catches her off guard. Sure, but I don't think it's unwanted. I think that they've been opening up, and it's revealed that he has a little bit more of a 
of a past. It's also revealed, we kind of gloss, I don't think we, we touched on it, that he is not a man, but an elf. Yeah. Which is not apparent. And then in the wiki, it says he's a half-elf. So I guess that'll that'll come up later, but... <laughs> in the wiki? Yeah. Um, you in the mythical wiki right now? No, 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 no. Wikipedia, Wikipedia. Fair enough. Uh, uh, sh- sh- don't, don't put that <laughs> evil on me. <laughs> so he's he's kind of hinted at a, a storied past that has led to him in his current behavior, his happy-go-lucky, womanizing type behavior. And I think she sees that as well. So I, I don't want to call this unwanted. I think it's just like any other hero gets a kiss before they go do the thing, you know, just whatever. I, I'm I'm, ex- I'm cool with it. I'll uh, accept that. Uh, I've, I'll fully accept that anyone else can disagree with me and maybe I'm wrong, but I thought it was yeah. appropriate. Unlike groping her randomly under the, yeah. under the covers. Yeah. Or under no, the I, blanket I agree. Or whatever. I accept your position. I I could change. I could change my mind. So he goes into the cave. You hear a man's voice ring out. He's like, who's there? I know you're there. Who are you? It's not the ogre. You know when the ogre's here. Is it not the ogre? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I thought maybe it was. <laughs> Who knew? So there's like a, it looks like a cage. Or, or um, it doesn't look like one. It, he finds a man under a, a pile of rocks, which is yes. like this ogre isn't intelligent enough to, go to the trouble of building a a jail. So he just puts big rocks on top of them that doesn't crush them. It just holds them until he's ready to eat them. Right. It's like a spider web. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Speaking speaking of. Kind of like a spider web. (laughs) He like goes to the next one. He's like, quiet. I'll get you out of here if I can. Blah, blah, blah. He looks and he finds another one, but there's a, he sees what look at what appears to be Tila's amulet. And it's Karen. C-A-E-R-Y-N. Tila's sister. Yeah. She's like, you got to take this stone to the paladin at Sung Hill. And it's spelled the same again. P-A-L-L-A-D-I-N. The the ogre reappears. They spell ogre correctly. Oh, I'm sorry. We skipped over a slightly important thing. When Karen hands Dagon the stone, he like, he's like, what stone? And he pulls it out of the... pouch it's in it like glows blue mm-hmm. yeah and, and he, i thought it was i was i was like this lady doesn't know this dude but she just handed the thief the valuable yeah item. i i would i'm fully expecting i was fully <laughs> expecting a minor double cross yeah with him being like i don't know what you're talking about stone the ogre reappears opens up the first rock cage that we arrived at with the uh ragged looking man and uh, he that dude gets eaten we have another subtitle of crunch and then the ogre walks off <laughs> Dagon explores a little bit more. Merrick comes into the cave. They find Thane and Tila. They can't move the rock. Merrick's like, hey, do you remember that displacement spell I was working on? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the one that Mr. Sorbo told her not to use on living people. Lest, yeah, yeah. Ex- lest they ex- stop living or something like that. Yeah. Explicitly mentions, don't ever, like, don't use it on living things. It's just like, why? Because they won't be living anymore after you do it. <laughs> And like Tila even says, like the one with the kettle, like <laughs> the one with the kettle in the uh, wall, like uh, oh no! But they have no choice. What what else are they going to do? I mean, displace the rock instead. <laughs> WTF? Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Well, they 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 can't. It's too heavy. No, like, but Thane's... she cast a spell on two people. Oh, and she could just cast it on the rock instead. And then who cares if the rock gets embedded in more rock? Well, maybe that rock makes a bunch of noise. 
And it sure. it's the ogre. I don't know. Sure. I, you got a good point. I, I can't mean, defend that. I can't. I can't defend it. I thought that's what she was doing until the people disappeared <laughs> and then reappeared <laughs> elsewhere. And I was like, oh, that was stupid. Like, it was, I mean, it was cool we, looking. It, it was done well, but <laughs> that was a dumb move on, on Merrick's part. We get a... We get another scene of her black eyes. Yes. And she, like, oh, like she blood was drawing, starts. Yeah, she was like, drawing energy from somebody to do that. Her eyes, like, started tearing blood. Her skin tone changes. She has claws. She draws some of uh, Dagon's life force in order to cast this displacement spell. And there's, like, a moment where she's, like, isn't going to stop. But there's, like, a little, quick little shudder of him kissing her. And she she's like, no, I gotta stop. And so she stops, draining his life energy. <laughs> and she's like, sorry, I had to do it. And he's just like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> he's like, fine with it. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll talk about it after the adventure and when our exit interviews. <laughs> exit interviews. <laughs> oh, that's great. Thane, Merrick, Tila, and Dagon arrive at Karen's Rock. They They move it. They don't drain anyone else's life energy to move this one either more people pushing uh, i don't i don't know the uh, ogre reappears and they try to fight it it doesn't go well i think this is the moment where i realized thane is like he kind of gets warped yes like where that he's is like the best way of putting it i love warf he's great but unfortunately he gets beat up and the whole idea is to display that whoever's beating up warf or preventing him from doing his job or whatever is so strong powerful that they can defeat someone as As strong as him yeah yeah strong as gifted as a warrior as warf it just like he just gets knocked around in this like this entire second it isn't even like he gets he gets just just knocked around he gets hit once he gets knocked out i mean it is an ogre he heals he gets healed (laughs) he does it again he does it four times for through the rest of the movie four or five times Uh, he's he's tanking one hit not the greatest (laughs) I mean, I, I'm pretty sure Dagon and, and, and Tila get hit. They wake up on their own. Uh, he, <laughs> he is the most inefficient uh, soldier, yeah. strong man, what have you, tank. But they are fighting an ogre. I mean, that's all I got to say. They are fighting an ogre. You just ate a man. Yeah, I mean, but he's that's the whole point of your tank is to <laughs> soak up all the damage so your DPS can burn him down. Yeah. This was your this was your this was your typical five man World of Warcraft instance group. You had your tank, your healer, mm. an off healer, magic DPS, and then physical rogue DPS. I mean, they tank the they they fought the boss and everyone went down. And then the Merrick comes alive. She dodges around a little bit. She stabs the ogre. Mm -hmm. He eventually manages to knock her down or she falls. I don't remember exactly what, but then he steps and like starts crunching on her foot very uh, sadistically because he like this ogre like laughs like (laughs) die. Like that's what that ogre's thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hold on. I skipped an entire sequence. Yeah, I was about to say they they run away first. Yeah. At first they escape from the ogre. They go down into another section of the cave with uh, spider webs. Very. What like happens? A, they, they're obviously, I mean, they're spider webs because what else would they be? But yeah. they don't look like spider webs. It's just, <laughs> just white fangs in the corners. This is very much that scene and, or very like your typical 
this happens a lot where people like run from spiders like you see all the they you get deeper and deeper it doesn't matter what movie it is or what book you're reading like you get the only difference is they didn't get caught in the web no they didn't get caught in a web which was yeah they, they couldn't afford a web at this point <laughs> we're winding down the spiders appear <laughs> these spiders bro oh man i loved these spiders i thought They're... they were amazing <laughs> They're good. Oh, yeah, they, they, they try to loot the ogre treasure before leaving. Dagon's upset because there's not any treasure. He But he does get another quiver full of arrows. And by quiver full, I mean another four arrows. As we've already mentioned, they only had four prop arrows. So he uses them all on the spiders and does the same move, further establishing that he can't count to four. He's out of arrows. This is great. He had a he had a nice little shot where he like headshot some spider like falling. Yep. And then it like <laughs> pings off to the side. Oh man, I love these spiders. They're fantastic. <laughs> so Merrick, she's like, we got to get out of here. And then so she like takes her dagger out and like starts to weave a cantrip or some sort of magic spell. Like fire, blue fire, like appears on her blade and she like throws it at the ogre. Yeah, it was really cool. Stabs his arm. Yeah. And he uses his chance to escape. They run out and um, everyone gets out and Dagon is dragging a spider with an... He's trying to get his arrow back. Yeah. I if, I realized what that was after like I see what happens with Merrick and the ogre. But at first I was like, is he just going to throw this spider at the ogre? Like that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something like I would try to do in a game with Dungeons and Dragons is throw a spider at an ogre. Anyways, the ogre puts the fire out on its arm, and once again, they engage the boss fight. Everything, I've already talked about everything, so we can just cut that and put it here. Just pretend that we cut that and put it here. <laughs> Moving on. Merrick casts another fireball. Well, I think the other one was like a living flame, but this is a fireball in this ogre's face, and then reaches over, sees the arrow that Dagon was trying to pull out of the spider, Turns it around in the, the spider's venom and then stabs the <laughs> stabs the ogre right in the eye. Yep. <laughs> nice. What'd you think? How'd you think about this uh this kill? What'd you, uh, what'd just, you think about this how entire is the, how is the, the the I guess wizard or what have you with the bad leg the only one who dodges the ogre? That wasn't your question, but I'm answering your question with a completely different question. I mean this is her moment. This is where she comes into her own. Mm. She takes an ogre down. I mean, yeah. She does. Thane throws a, a spear and hits the ogre like right in the chest. The CGI would be passable if the ogre took damage. But like its <laughs> arm's been on fire. It's been stabbed in the chest, but it looks the same. There's, there's not a yeah. blemish on it. So that that was a little immersion, immersion breaking, I guess. Uh, I yeah. thought the kill was great. She takes not only does it stab does she stab the ogre in the eye, but she's like, "I'm gonna poison this blade first with this green goop." Yeah, because yeah, maybe this doesn't actually kill the ogre. She she took, but it's a fake arrow and stuffed some Nickelodeon <laughs> slime on it, stuffed it in the ogre's eye. Yeah, maybe yeah. this maybe this ogre's not actually dead. It's just paralyzed because of the venom from the spider. Well, I mean, they they do cut off the ogre's ear yeah sure i mean we don't we don't know that yet so oh okay i get what you're saying so yeah. it, it was good i liked it i didn't i didn't i mean like i said i think it was everyone else is getting thrown around and she steps up which is all fine and good i also can we, okay you don't want to talk about the ear yet we can 
talk about the air. Well, in a minute. let's let's hold off on the air for a second. Everyone gets up. Everyone's like like everyone's like, wow, man, you killed an ogre. And then and then they go they go over to his little treasure trove. And it, what I thought was a pretty interesting moment where they kind of like upended the cliche of they kill this ogre and then there's all this treasure. But there is stuff, but it belongs to a bunch of holy people. So you right. And not only like are is I don't know if you would consider that treasure or not. But the people who belong to that religious order are standing right there, so they're not going to let you take it and sell it. <laughs> so you get nothing. Zero zilch good day, sir. Essentially. <laughs> then we get another walking scene, but this time with all five of the characters that are alive. We get a nice cut to the Hammerhead Inn. The door, like, opens, and then we see the three of them walking in, and Hammerhead's like, like, well, what's up? And they throw down an ogre's, like the ogre's ear yes. on <laughs> on the bar top. He's like, how much How much do we get for this? And he's like, you get one free drink and a smidgen of respect, which, no. No? <laughs> I need more than a free drink and some respect, man. How did you feel about them cutting the ogre's ear off to turn in? Did the ogre have ears? I'm trying to remember. I have the movie pulled up. Let's see. Can't see. Yes, it, well... I don't know if that's an ear. Hold on. <laughs> okay. I'm sending you a screenshot of its ear. If you want to make <laughs> that, uh, I guess that's an ear. Yeah, that's an ear. Well, now we do see like a ridge on the other side of its head. Hold on. Let me let me look at the, the scene in the daylight. Well, that's at the very beginning. Yeah. Hold on. The other side of its head is identical. Oh, no. Hold on. <laughs> Dang it. I missed it again. It's the beginning. It's in like three, the first three minutes. Well, you you just get like a shot on its head. And I just, you just get a great shot. I just go screen cap by screen cap. I can't get it. But yeah, that's what its ear looks like. Like it has ears. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure. Yeah. So she's, they get their free drink and their smidgen of respect. Thane is like, what? <laughs> Wait a minute. Deegan. Huh? But Merrick <laughs> is happy about it. She says, I'll take it. She takes a sip of her drink. Doesn't. Doesn't doesn't let her smile go, but obviously doesn't like the drink. <laughs> Dagan takes the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. It was a good. I thought it was a good ending. That little bit. I thought that was good. I was a bit surprised we didn't see that necromancer guy again. Up well, until then, I expected him to be the final boss, but apparently he's he. I'm assuming sure. he's the uh, overarching bad guy. He's your Sauron. We get a small little section of that. Yes. Yes. Karen and Teela are outside. Karen's like, I gotta go. You know, the goddess will protect me, but you gotta stay with your friends. And then she's like, I'll have the paladins in the 200 silver. Yeah, it's still spelled P-A-L-L-A-D-I-N. And then she comes back into the inn, sits down, and then Thane puts his arm around her. <laughs> oh, they were kind of pushing towards that for a while. Fair enough. I mean, you know, the priest and the warrior getting together. Who would have? Yeah, uh, yeah, we got. This is the part where I talk, like I actually typed out that Dagon appears to have elfish looking ears. Which is pretty neat. Really? You didn't notice You didn't notice them earlier? No, I did I was like, what's wrong with his ears? And then like mm. in this like section, I'm like, oh, these are elf ears. Okay. Well, he gets He's... called an elf. Thane calls him an elf. And that's the only time there's that. And there's like 30 seconds of ears. And you're like, ah. When does he get called an elf? An elf? Uh, before they fight the orcs. Oh. Before they invade the, the, yeah, Thane met, cause call, calls him elf. You know, as mm. one does call somebody by their race or species. Human. Yeah. Human. <laughs> they have a little toast. Merrick says, like, to adventure. I don't remember what Dagon said, but it's probably dumb. He said something to treasure and money. Yeah. 
Thane said to a life of dignity. Yeah, he repeats the thing that mm-hmm. they talked about when he she breaks him out. Full so. circle. Mm-hmm. I guess he's not worried about him and Merrick are just like, yeah, we'll come back to the city to the end. No one's looking for us. I mean, I guess all three of them. No, they're never going back, man. They're an adventuring group now. Right, but I mean, they're in the end. It's just outside the city. I mean, that's playing it. I mean, we don't know how far away he, I guess it could he's, be. Mr. Sorbo said it was, quote, outside the city. I assume yeah. it's not too far. Fair enough. I know, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. I mean, but this this is also like an, an establishment where bounty hunters reside. Like, maybe the, the guards don't go there because there's like an understanding. Perhaps. Perhaps. Fair enough. We get a nice little cut outside, and there's a guy who's standing there all in black, and then he opens his eyes, and they're really gross, and then that's the end of the movie. Did you like this movie? <laughs> I liked it enough that I would watch the next one if we decided that's what we wanted to do. I wouldn't. I would not protest. Same. I'm. I'm also willing to watch the second one. Absolutely. I will say that I'm not exaggerating. The nighttime, daytime scene, <laughs> scenes were really, really difficult to watch. They got to get better. Like that, <laughs> that you can't use that filter. I get it. They didn't have money for torches or whatever. Or maybe the property they were on, they couldn't be there after nightfall. Mm-hmm. Whatever that restriction was, the, they could have done something different. Should have done something different for it. And I get maybe so, they couldn't have, you know, but, and they might know that. But honestly, yeah, I, I, I liked it. The only thing keeping it from being, from being a solid like is that, that whole sequence. Fair enough. Um, yeah, no, Always, like yeah. I said, I think it's six. I think it's a solid movie. Yeah. Well, that was the third episode of the B-Roll podcast. If you like what you hear, let us know. You can, I'm, I'm going to open the, the floor for this. If they have suggestions, they can email us at sci-fi-wiseguys at gmail.com. Yes. You give us a suggestion and we watch it and we get to judge you by that suggestion. <laughs> In addition to judging the movie. Sure. Well, you know, whatever platform you hear this on, iTunes, Spotify, be sure to give us a like if you can. My name's Chris. My name's Anthony. This is the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. Stay safe. is home. Hello, wife. Hello, wife. Hi, Harrison. Uh, I am podcasting with Waffle. Oh, hi, Waffle. She says hi. Uh, hi, Abe. It's that terrible movie we watched. Oh. Dang it. I actually kind of liked it. <laughs> Fair enough. She like it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah she it. already binge watching the next four movies? <laughs> no, but we should. <laughs> uh, dang it, I missed it again.